How are you? It's Tracy the Ace. Bring me the ace up your sleeve back at you with another episode from Your Success at Last, the Your Success at Last DNA. We're going to go about those 10 more questions to ask yourself. I mean, because you know what you ask yourself really impacts what you become. So here we are. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to beat this one up for a little while. Page 27 of your 365 page book. How's your book going? You liking it? Yeah, how's this particular chapter? I mean, it's Monday. You know, you're wrapping up your day. Was it a good day? Huh? Was it a good scene in your book? Yeah, it was exciting. It was kind of slow today. You know, nothing. You know, usually Mondays are pretty crazy. Lots of lots of stuff to do. Lots of stuff to analyze from the weekend, the week before. How was your with? How was your business the week before? What's going good? What's going bad? You know. Uh, so, how was your book? Is it becomes the question. Yeah. And so with that, I want to ask the question, the Monday question I ask you every Monday, how do you feel? And then follow that up with how do you want to feel? Because you want to know how you do feel to get to how you want to feel. Right. And I want you to ask, I, I like to ask you that particular question on Mondays because so many of us have that Monday. Dog, oh, God, it's Monday. Oh, blah, blah, I hate Mondays. Yada, yada, yada. You know, what? Here's, here's the thing is, if it was... Saturday, Sunday, Monday was your weekend. It would be, oh, God, it's Tuesday. So it's just a day, all right? Get out of that, all right? So I want you to think about how do you feel and how do you want to feel. So as you go through the week, you can be taking actions to get you towards you want to feel. And, and so you can ask the right questions, right? You know, ask the right questions to get you to how do you want to feel. And ten more of those questions are coming at you right now. Like I mentioned before, um, I, I divvied this up, and it was a good thing I divvied it up because uh, that's kind of explained the opening. It took me a few minutes, and then the questions I gave you, it took 20 minutes. And I'm really trying to keep these things down to about 12 to 15, so i got to do a little trimming. So I'm not going to babble on too much about these, but questions are really important, right? And how you ask these questions, I mean, I think I remember being at a... a uh, Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins seminar many, many moons ago. This would have been the 90s. Oh my God, I'm dating myself. Um, and he asked a question. Uh, he was saying about how people ask the questions, um, you know, why can't I lose weight? Well, because you're a pig, was the answer that some people would give themselves. And it's really about how you ask the question and how you go into the question. So he said, you know, don't say the question, well, why can't I lose weight? Change the question to, how can I lose weight and enjoy the process? So as you hear these questions, if you start feeling yourself give, giving yourself some dumpy answers, modify the question. Um, I didn't sit here and try and craft these questions to the T so that, that no one could pull anything negative out of them because I can't think of everything for everybody at once. Uh, usually when I'm sitting down with a client or a, uh, and coaching someone, I will mod the question to them as I get to know them. Uh, certain people have a propensity to keying off certain styles of words in a positive or a negative manner. And so I can mod the question that way. But of course, um, not knowing you personally, or some of you I do know personally, Robbie, Jimmy, Nikki, hey, how you doing? Um, uh, Lisa, uh, anyway, uh, for you I could mod the questions, but uh, I'm not directing them towards you specifically. Anyway. So uh, as you hear yourself answering the questions, uh, as you hear them, uh, mod them to yourself and find those ones that resonate with you, right? Uh, I'm giving you 20 of them here, 10 yesterday, 10 more today. Uh, find the ones that resonate with you and start with those. Pick one or two 
and uh, you know and key in on those and then you know come back listen again find the next one that kind of pitches in on you because what's going to happen is uh, you're going to find one or two that re that resonate maybe three that resonate with you right now today with everything that's going on in your life are you moving my buddy Robbie is moving right now, right? Are you going through love life trials and tribulations? You got kids going to, to college? Did you start a new job? Did you lose an old job? Were you sick recently? What's going on in your world? Those questions are going to key off with you. And then as things progress in your life, you'll be you'll be a, a couple of blocks down your path of success. So now maybe new questions will resonate. Or the same question may resonate differently, right? So re-ask them. Anyway, get to the questions, Tracy. All right, I, I think that's exactly what I'll do. Question number one, what's your end game? What's my end game? Another way to ask this is what's your major definite purpose? That's how Napoleon Hill, or, uh, yeah, that's how Napoleon Hill stated it. But here's the thing. I, I don't want you to just think about this one in the world of what do I want to do with my entire life? You could actually narrow this down into, I don't know, heated debates. When you get into a heated debate, this is a really good question to be asking um, because the, the thing is is what's my end game when you're having um, an argument a debate or sitting in a, a business meeting with a bunch of folks and it, you just can't seem to agree on things if you can sit back and say hmm what is it I'm trying to accomplish what's my major definite purpose here what is my end game and then your mind will start saying, well, here's what you're trying to accomplish. And that's going to start modifying what it is you say, how you communicate, what you're trying to prove, uh, what you're trying to convey. Okay? So, what's your end game? Number two, if you did know how, and how could be anything, what would the answer be? So, sometimes, this is, this is a really good one. Uh, let, me, let me step back for a second. It, it might seem a little simple on the surface. If you did know, what would the answer be? Well, duh, if I didn't know, I would tell you in the first place. No, no, no. If you think about it, this is a brilliantly simple, it, it, it's dazzling effective question. Because quite often, I'll be sitting down, I'll be talking to a friend, coaching someone, and they'll talk, they'll talk about, oh, I've got this goal. Well, how are you going to accomplish it? Well, I don't know. That's, I mean, almost, almost certainly there are times when they're, they're stumbling on something, the response you're going to get is, I don't know. And if you hit them with the question, well, if you did know, what would the answer be? And I guarantee you, 99.98% of the time, they'll giggle. And usually what this giggling is doing is it's breaking them out of their state. It's breaking them out of their their habitual, I don't know how to do it, state. And it's allowing them to uh, open up to be a little more creative because, you know what, breaking state is really good for problem solving. Right? So it helps them do that. But it allows them to come back and just let their mind free. Right? And actually, they'll end up coming out with an answer. And they'll come over with it just that fast. And you know what? It may not be a perfect one, but it's an answer they didn't have 30 seconds ago. Not consciously. See, the, this question, if you did know, what would the answer be? Gives your unconscious mind permission to dream and to be creative. Because you know what? In reality, you do know. You just got to let it out. All right. Number three. On a scale from one to ten, how committed are you? Hmm? How committed are you to whatever your goal is, whatever you're trying to do today? What three tasks are you going to do today? How committed are you to those? All the way, 110%? I'm, I'm on a scale of 1 to 10, Tracy. I'm a 12. Well, here's the thing. If you say 7 or less, I can almost guarantee you're not going to do it. I I'm sorry. 
You know what? You know, motivation comes in all kinds of styles, ladies and gentlemen. It comes with, you know, uh, gummy bears and roses on one side of the scale and a kick in the rear end on the other side of the scale. I, I, I'll be Mr. Positive. I like being Mr. Positive, but then there's a reality base we just got to, we have to put out there, right? If you're not motivated at a 10, a 9 maybe, I'll even give you an 8. You're just not going to do it. You might spend some time dreaming about it. You might gather some resources, read a couple of books. But over time, the 7 dwindles to a 6, and the 6 becomes a 5, then a 3, and then a 1, and then... You see, a 7 or less is worse than saying 0 from the get-go. Because you're fooling yourself. Let's be honest, right? Stop for a moment and ask yourself. Of all the successful people that you know, that you've encountered, you've either read about, you've seen on the news, you've watched on television, playing sports, you've seen run your business, how many of them were 75% committed? Or less? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'll help you. None. Not a single one of them. They were all in, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're telling yourself seven or less, you might want to rethink your goal. I'm just saying, right? So It's a great question. On a scale of one to ten, how committed are you? Next one. What can you learn from this? Ah, I know this one has been beat to death over the years. I hear this one all the time, but it's because it's a really powerful question. You know, it, it, let's start with the obvious. If you can learn from a negative situation, most likely it'll help keep it from happening ever again, right? It, 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 it helps shift your mind from the I'm a dummy, I'm a failure, I'm a screw up, right? Um, to wow, I just learned some interesting things. I learned something cool about myself. Uh, I just learned how not to stub my toe again. Uh, whatever it is that you learned. But here, let me give you something you're probably not going to hear anywhere else. I like to do this one myself, which is why I'm sharing it with you. Ask the question when you succeed as well. Mm -hmm. See, so often, here's what's going on. We revel so much in when we're successful. Ooh, I did it. I'm awesome, right? That we miss some key lessons. If you can ask yourself, what can I learn from this? It'll help keep you being successful. Heck, it'll make you even more successful in that part of your life that you're just more successful in, as well as other parts of your life. I mean, you could say, hey, what can I learn from this and use it over here? If I'm really successful in business, how can I use it in my personal life? How can I use that in my spiritual life? How can I use that in my uh, physical life, right? My financial life, right? See what you can learn, right? Here you go. You're not going to get that anywhere else, ladies and gentlemen. Number five. What can I do to break the pattern of behavior? Just mentioned about this a little bit ago, that the, the previous question kind of helps break patterns of behavior. See, here's the deal. Your brain loves patterns. Actually, it's what your brain does. It, 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 it finds the good stuff, and it starts to create pathways or patterns to help you repeat them, and it reinforces them. If you picture, if you hold your finger out and take your hand and wrap it around your finger, let's say your finger is that pathway. As you do something over and over and over again, your brain starts to reinforce it. So if you take your hand and wrap it around your finger, right, it starts to reinforce it. Now that 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 finger can just go boom right on through there, right? The the signals just go right on through there really fast. And, uh, there's all these medical terms for it, and I've read it, and uh, you know what? It's words that are above my pay grade. That's all I gotta say. But it really does. This is what your brain is really good at: is creating these patterns. And the brain will even go out and create patterns that aren't there. Yeah, all right? So be careful. Because think about it. Here you go. If you stare at clouds for any length of time, what happens? Yeah, you start to see shapes that are not there. So you know what I mean. Some people, 
Here's here's the catch though. Some people think that if they have haven't changed in the past, they can't change in the future. I'm here to tell you that is bloody well nonsense. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's be honest, your brain prefers to replicate the patterns that you've done. It's easier. It requires less energy. That's why it creates the pathways so it can use less energy over time, okay? However, if you allow yourself to break the patterns, to consciously step in and disrupt them, and ladies and gentlemen, the operative word here is consciously, because if you don't consciously step in, your brain's just going to keep doing what it does unconsciously. That's why the patterns are there. I mean, Anthony Robbins built a career on helping people break their patterns through his coaching and his programs. So trust me, it is very, very possible. All right. So ask yourself, how can you break the pattern? Number six, what can I do today that I'm afraid of? I love this question. I, I grew up on this question. I learned this one a long, long time ago. And well, I don't know so much if I learned it, if I just asked the one asked this one of myself a long long time ago being a guy growing up you know, guys do crazy things right right I mean we built ramps we jumped bikes I remember building a ramp and jumping from one roof of a house to another roof of a house I remember building a huge ramp and jumping over three cars on a bicycle a bicycle not a motorcycle I was my own little two-wheeled evil Knievel see Self-development. I want you to be your own two-wheeled evil Knievel in your personal development world. Personal development is all about expanding your comfort zone. So as you do this, you're going to experience discomfort, even fear. That's cool, right? I mean, fear is just an emotion. It's not like it's going to hurt you. I mean, you, you, the first time you step in front of a, a crowd of people and give a speech, you were probably a little rickety in the knees, right? A little nervous, didn't know what to do with your hands. Maybe your notes, you were fumbling with them, looking down at them, didn't make any eye contact with the audience, whatever it was. Did it kill you? Nah. If you're listening to this, I know it didn't. Uh, it doesn't mean you enjoyed it. It doesn't mean you weren't um, scared. But what can you do that you're afraid of? Because each time you do it, you'll get a little better at it. You get a little better at it. And you'll grow your comfort zone. And something you learn by facing that fear, you'll be able to apply in other areas of your life. And not to mention what it's going to do for your, your bloody self-confidence and your self-esteem. Huh? Get on with it. What can you do that you're afraid of today? Number seven. I'm babbling on. These are good questions. I went deeper with these questions today. I hope you realize that. Yesterday's were a little easy. Well, I, I wanted to ease you into it. These ones are a little bit deeper. I want you to dig a little deeper now. All right? So number seven. What's the backstory? This one's good because um, you need to ask one to yourself, but really it's about asking other about what's going on in other folks. See, we're all human. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, right? I'm I'm not perfect. I don't care what you say. Thank you for the compliments. I'm not perfect. And those are my closest friends out there, Robbie, Timmy, Nikki. No, I'm not perfect. <laughs> They're like, yeah, he's not perfect. Trust me, he's not. Okay, but uh, I'm a bonehead from time to time. I do stupid stuff. Um, you know, there, there, there are always different reasons that you bite someone's head off or you cut someone off and, uh, you know, getting on the freeway, whatever they are. Maybe you just didn't have a good night's sleep the day before. You're worried about money. Maybe someone in your family, someone you love is, is ill and you haven't heard from them. So you're, you're, you're worried sick out of your mind, right? Um, maybe one of your kids got into trouble at school or they're having troubles in school. Uh, you know, whatever it is, these things can knock you off your game and make you be a little 
little sassy is the word I'll use, right? A little short, a little edgy, right? And the same goes for other people. Because trust me, if you're only human, guess what? Everyone else is only human too. So before you presume someone wants to kill you just because they cut you off on the interstate, I want you to ask, what's the backstory, right? If you notice someone a little off their game, pause for a moment, ask yourself, what's the backstory? You may know it, but not be consciously thinking about it because all of a sudden you just got offended by something they said or whatever. So pause, ask yourself what's your backstory when you catch yourself like that, and ask that of others as well. All right, three got three more. Oh, I'm still running. Oh, God, I'm so glad I broke these up into two sections. All right. Number eight, what will this goal give me? This one is really good when you're going through your goal setting process, or even if you're going through the pro the process of, of, of executing your goals. See, here's what I find. I think a lot of people set goals because they'll think they'll be fun. I think they'll be cool. Or they were told by a parent or a professor or a teacher or whatever, a peer, a best friend, a lover, who knows, uh, you'll be good at that. And okay, I'll go start doing that. You know? I remember when I first started writing my first ebook. Oh my gosh, almost two decades ago, um, 15 plus years ago, um, my goal was to sell a thousand copies of it. <laughs> you know, I was like, dream big, Tracy, dream big. I believe that, and I I set a big goal, and it sucked. Not that it sucked in its content, but what I realized was I wasn't gonna get I wasn't gonna get what I wanted from the goal. Uh, I wasn't gonna get what I wanted from that goal. Uh, until I started giving it away. I started giving away that very same content I spent time um, writing. Um, I, I gave it away. And the idea was at that point was to show to people that I had good stuff to share. I had good ideas rolling around in my head that they could benefit from. And in the process of sharing that, I could build a little rapport with them, right? You know, kind of like I do with you guys here, money sharing you this free content, sharing with you some of my silliness, some of the ideas I got rolling around in my head. And for some of you, it clicks and it works, and you come back and you keep listening. For others, you're either like, who the heck is this guy? What is he talking about? And you move on. Hey, I'm good with that. I'm not for everybody. I get it. Okay? Um, but before I could go out and build a rapport with them, before I had to, before I had the right to even ask for money for them, for something else, for a product, for a service, right? You don't just say, hey, here's my here's my ebook, give me your money, and here's the ebook. It doesn't work like that. You gotta, you're gonna spend money with people you trust a whole lot faster, right? So let me build a little trust with you. That's why we're here. Anyway, moving on. So what will the goal give you? And what I, what I realized at that point is I had to change what I, what I was doing. I had to change the goal to get what I wanted. It wasn't giving me anything, right? Selling a thousand copies of the ebook wasn't going to do me. It was going to give me a few dollars. Yeah, that's great. But my idea was to go more long term to help people, not just here. Here's the ebook on goal setting. Ta da! Thank you for your money. Moving on. I I, have, I want to build something bigger, more fulfilling than that. All right. So and here we are. Number nine. Ooh, do you want to be right or do you want to be loved? Oof. And the answer to this one may be different in different times and different situations. Because trust me, I've been in many a business meeting or a business situation where I walked in knowing what was right for a particular situation, but I knew it wasn't going to be real popular with everyone in the room for suggesting it. So those times, it was better to be right than to be loved. Because in the end, you're kind of, you're, in business situations like that, you're here to make money. Let's be honest. Now, you don't want to 
You don't want to crook anyone in the process. You don't want to rob anyone in the process. But you've got to earn money or you're not going to be in business, right? However, on the other side of the coin, as a parent, right, I fight with that question now and again, asking myself, ooh, do I want to be right or do I want to be loved? There are times as a parent, you want to be their friend, but you can't always be their friend because, first off, you're their parent, right? And you can get in, here's another one, you get into a heated argument with a, a loved one, a good friend, right? A lover, whatever. Then you want to say, Is it, do I want to be right or do I want to be loved? You might get a different answer at that point. So ask the question. And if you need to be right, okay, then you need to be right. But sometimes you just want to be loved, right? That's good. Well, here's what's going to happen. Later on, they're going to find out you're right anyway. <laughs> and you get both. Anyway, moving on. All right, so number last one, number 10. What is your average perfect day? Hmm. What does your average perfect day look like? And it's 20 minutes already. I'm glad I'm at the last one. Uh, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this one because really this one here is really a, a podcast all in and of itself. And as I was going through this and I wrote this question down, made myself a little note here. I'm actually going to do an entire show on your average perfect day because having knowing what your average perfect day is gives your mind permission to wander and, and freely dream big. What does your average perfect day look like? How many hours will you work? How much time will you spend playing? What will you be doing when you're playing? Whom? With whom are you going to be playing with, right? You going to be playing video games? Well, with your daughter? With your son? With yourself? I don't know. You're going to go fishing? Not me. I not enjoy fishing. You're going to go surfing? That's for me. You're going to go parasailing? Yeah, I like that one. Jumping on airplanes? Yeah, that's all about me, all right? But I do want to do some work. I do enjoy my work and do enjoy doing the things I do and being productive and, and putting product out so that people uh, benefit from. So I won't say I'm not going to work at all. I can't see that. So how much of you know, how much of each one of these functions are you going to be doing? How much time are you going to spend alone just being introspective? What is so you know what does your average perfect day look like? Now I'm going to follow up these last three questions that go with that one. How much of your average perfect day are you currently working towards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, think about that one. How much could you be working towards? And how much will you work towards it? Yeah. Those ones there are deep. Right? So there you go. Ten ten more questions you need to be asking yourself. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time puffing up. You know about the seven critical steps of, steps of success, the free ebook I got out there. I'm turning it to an audio later. Go and go get it. Give it a read. Um, and pretty soon, I'm gonna, probably this weekend, I'm going to turn it into an audio book. You'll get that one as a follow-up for those that prefer the, uh, the the audio versions. And keep an eye on the website and on your email for the mind mapping webinar I got coming up. Man, this mind mapping mind mapping is awesome because we know our brains don't think linear we think spatial you know you you jump from one thought to another ooh sparkly ooh shiny ooh pretty ooh ugly ooh muddy right you that's how your brain works mind mapping helps you create something like that so you can use it for goal setting for relationships for business planning for a whole host of things i'm going to be giving a webinar on that for my folks that listen here so keep an eye on it i'm going to share that with you all right so i still wasn't able to keep this down under the 15 minute mark too much to share i bite off too much but i like to share with you guys and give you guys the good stuff so with all that being said 
I look forward to hearing from you soon. Again, like I said yesterday, I really want to hear your thoughts on this. So wherever you're listening to this at, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Stitcher, on iTunes, on directly from my website, wherever you're listening to this from, please take a moment and drop in a comment. What do you think? Did I miss any questions? What questions do you think I should have added? Which ones are resonating with you? Which ones do you think, eh, oh man, you shouldn't have included that one? Really, just drop a comment and let me know. Thanks so much, and think successfully, and take action. Talk to you soon.